Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcaller's is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Thanks for checking out the Bigfoot Society podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Byron, and got a great guest this week. Uh, Guests every week are great, of course, but this week we have Heather Mosier from Small Town Monsters, and this is a really fun interview all about everything from behind the scenes uh, things to do with small town monsters. We talk about some spooky stuff. We talk about uh, different ways of researching. We talk about a little bit of Bigfoot and um, just uh, just a fun, fun chat with a new friend. So thanks again, uh, Heather, for coming on and uh, enjoy our interview with Heather Mosier from Small Town Monsters. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Society Live. Uh, this week, I have a very awesome uh, guest I'll be bringing on in a minute. Uh, I just want to make sure that everything sounds good. If there's anyone in the chat right now, if you could just say, hey, sounds good or, uh, you know, uh, looks good. Well, we, we know it looks good. All right. But um, just say, hey, things sound good. Let me know that you can hear uh, what I'm saying right now in the chat. That would be much appreciated. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, uh, bring on my guest here. Hello, uh, Heather Mosier. How's it going? Hi, I'm well, how are you? Very good. Very good. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight on the, uh, Bigfoot Society podcast. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, read a bio that you sent over, um, just to let the (laughs) listeners of the live show, (laughs) And um, here we go. Okay. So real quick, uh, <laughs> I want to shout this out. Skinwalker colon Heather Mosier. Uh, that's a joke <laughs> from Monsteropolis. Rock and yes. roll. Uh, if you're a Facebook user, I can't see what your name is uh, unless you connect to Restream. So uh, you can go ahead and just type out what your name is too so I can call you out. But anyways, <laughs> let's, let's get going. Uh, Heather, I'm going to read your bio here. And this is live, but also it's for the Bigfoot Society podcast because this is listened to afterwards as well. So Heather Mosier grew up in the foothills of Appalachia. She's a classics professor, an author, a researcher. She's a producer and researcher for Small Town Monsters, as well as an ongoing contributor to the Weird Writer blog for Into the Fray radio podcast. Hashtag Shannon LeGrow. I just add that in. Uh, Her work covers folkloric elements from different time periods and cultures. Heather is also a co-host and blog writer for the Caravan Library of Lore podcast. She loves exploring haunted locations with her friends at Hometown Paranormal. So we got a lot go. You got a lot going on there, which is awesome. You are all over the place. 
trying to think of my first memory of, uh, I remember, I, I want to say it was either a uh, small town uh, monsters, monsteropolis podcast, and they had you on, it may have been for the bell, Witch, actually. And, okay. um, I remember like thinking, wow, who's this person that is like giving yeah. crud back to Seth. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That is a, well, that's a great to. thing. Yeah. yeah. And even, I mean, you, you got to keep things real. And I, I appreciate that <laughs> about you. So keep giving it to Seth, you know, Seth's a yeah. buddy. I like Seth. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. So it looks like, uh, here we go. So it was Joe Purdue our uh, our friend uh, from west virginia so hi joe thanks for being in the chat joe and mm -hmm. hanging out with us but um i'm curious heather so what is uh give us a definition of what folklore is because when i hear when i think heather Mosier, i'm thinking mm -hmm. you're heavily involved with folklore so how are you explaining that to people that might not know a lot about what that is so um well i would categorize folklore as stories that have been passed down originally, like an oral tradition passed down through generations about anything really. It doesn't have to be monster related. It could be, uh, you know, how to go about your day, whether that's washing clothes or planting crops or whatnot, mm -hmm. um, that just gets passed down through generations and then eventually it gets written down. Um, and then okay. it changes and morphs over time. And you can usually trace that back um, to see how oh, things- that's cool. Have altered over time so like the uh the stories will change over time as they're passed down or mm -hmm. things like yeah. that yeah, that's cool i think you uh you mentioned that in um you i remember uh you talking about that in the the latest um uh mothman movie from small town monsters right you talk about how oh. like stories get brought over from different european countries and then into like mm -hmm. yeah appalachia uh part of the u.s um what was it that first drew you to uh to folklore do you remember uh, if it was a certain thing um no not necessarily a certain thing just um where i grew up i kind i didn't have a sense of my roots necessarily it really hit me in one of my college classes um in my undergrad it was an education class they were trying to teach us how to connect to students. Mm. And one of the exercises was to talk about some sort of family tradition that comes from your roots. And these people had amazing stories of, of Christmas traditions or I don't know, Easter, whatever, that had to do with um, Irish roots or Scottish roots or Italian oh, roots, sure. but they could put it back through that. And I didn't have that. Um, so I started to look into my heritage okay. shortly after that because I felt really disconnected because um, everybody seemed to know who their people were, I guess. Um, and come yeah. to find out that most of my family for many generations were here in Appalachia or Appalachia. Um, so that would be why I don't have, I didn't have a memory or people just passing something down from a particular European country. But okay. we have our own culture here. And so then I started to look into the stories in the area and that's how that all started. Um, and then of course monsters are cool. So you throw monsters in the mix and monsters are cool. I mean, it's either <laughs> monsters or dinosaurs. And obviously my thing is, is hey. monsters. My kids thing is dinosaurs. We'll get him in the, in the cryptids eventually, but yeah. want to shout out a few people in the, the chat. We got 
uh, Asher's. Hi, friends. And we Hi. got uh, Carrick from Crash Course Cryptozoology. Evening, both of you excited for the podcast. Thank you for hanging out uh, with us. Um, you know, the, the Appalachian uh, part, it's my my father was a, a naturalist and um, he had a lot of interesting books. And I remember one of them was the Foxfire series. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever read those, but those are, yeah. like, I, I'm guessing they're like pretty much the Bible for like, the <laughs> stuff in there is intense. It's very, very yeah. cool though. It was a great project. I think it was started in the 70s and it was a, mm. a I'm remembering correctly, a school teacher in Georgia um, asked students and, and like started it by asking his students to go home and speak with their grandparents about okay. stories on how to like cure meat, how to spin yarn. I mean, like all of this stuff on yeah. how to live and then wrote it down and then it's just continued since then there are so many foxfire books i have there the are. first three um that my great aunt actually let me borrow when i was doing research a couple years ago on stuff and then since then i've accumulated a few more of my own but i have the original i still have to return them to her but um the original hardback ones here the oh, first nice. three yeah it's cool yeah those are fun those are fun yeah can you explain to me, uh, or also to the listeners, but you know, I'll be, I'll be honest, me as well. What's a classics professor? This so a classics professor, yeah. So classics yeah. professor, um, Greek and Roman history ah, and culture. Okay. Um, sometimes it gets confused. Like you say classics, and people think of like Shakespeare or something, or English sure. classical literature. But uh, no, it's Greek and Roman history. Okay. Okay. Do you have a uh, a favorite uh, time period or culture that you uh, want to say you're like an expert in, or uh, how do you view that? Okay. Well, I don't ever want to say that I'm an expert in anything. Sure. Because there's always more to learn. But uh, my true. favorite time period is the Roman Republic, um, particularly when Julius Caesar was at his height and when he was assassinated, and then so. Um, between 100 BC and 44 BC of Rome. And then in uh, my master's thesis was on the persecution of the Bacchic cult in, by the Roman wow. Senate in 186 BCE. So um, those two time periods, basically once the emperors start up, I mean, Augustus is all right and stuff, but when we get okay. into the later Roman empire, I don't, I don't care as much. Um, just it, when you get into later studies, you have to really focus anyway. They, you know, you can't get into the broad stuff. They want you to focus on things. So I focused on the late Roman Republic and then 186 BC. So the day job is teaching about that. And then yeah, the side thing. Yeah, it's an online thing. class. Oh, an online class. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, that's it's nice. online. That's yeah, nice. it's been helpful with little ones. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. And then the side thing, small town monsters is Bigfoot and the bell, witch, which is, that's pretty, that's an awesome. And yeah. then you're writing for, uh, for, you know, different, uh, websites and I, mm -hmm. that's pretty, that's pretty dope. I like that. I like that. Uh, um, I'm curious, you mentioned in your bio, uh, haunted stuff. So what yeah. was there a thing that first got you into like, okay, I want to go out and look into haunted locations. So cause I'll be honest, like that's not my jam. Like I'm kind <laughs> of like, like I like the Bigfoot stuff and the cryptid stuff, but I'm like haunted stuff. Eh, not so much, but 
I mean, I'm curious, like how you got into that. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know how old I was, but I was always interested in ghost stories and so on. But then at some uh. point, I'm guessing junior high ish, there were these, uh, show, there was a show on MTV called fear where they went yes. into these haunted locations. And then oh, there no. was like scariest places on earth or something that was Linda Blair hosted. And I think the original, um, was it ghost hunters? with uh the, okay. the taps guys they all oh, yeah, started yeah, yeah. like all of that started around the same time and i just seeing them go into these beautiful locations that also had ghost stories i was like someday i mm. want to do that and so okay um, okay it was a couple years ago that i um that i actually went to it was a public hunt at mansfield reformatory or shawshank ah. prison um or where shawshank was filmed and that was that was a public hunt so that was kind of my first uh, taste of it a little bit and then since then it's been mostly uh private stuff with smaller groups but sure. um yeah i w once i got to a location which when i was 16 i think 15 or 16 my brother took me to mansfield reformatory for a haunted house it was the first year that they Ooh. opened it up and they like they dressed up the inside of the prison the, the lower levels of the cell blocks and all of the administration buildings in um into a haunted house they actually had it split up into two haunted houses and my brother had heard a an advertisement about it on the local rock station rock 107 or 106.9 for people that are familiar nice. and um regional shout yeah. out all right but yeah <laughs> and um he told me about it he's like let's go and so we went and i was terrified but I was terrified. They did a really good job with it. I was terrified, okay. but at the same time, I was in love with it. That that was ah. the moment I fell in love with Mansfield because it was so beautiful. And so I started to look into, can we go to these places? Um, which at that time I was too young, uh, but because you had to be 18 to do the overnight stuff. But yeah, anyway, yeah. it was like a dream okay. come true when I finally got to stay there overnight. Um, but yeah, so it's been around for a okay. while. Various okay. Things is uh can you think of a time where you uh have just been like you've been honestly freaked out or is it a thing where you're like yeah. you know things are cool but things are not cool things <laughs> are not cool yeah so um there's there's been a few all right there's been a few times where if you don't want to talk about it that's, that's no, no, no 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 okay. no right, 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 okay, okay. i'm okay. narrowing it down so okay. there are things that are weird but oh. the time that I was actually like freaked out, freaked out was after we got done filming. Um, we had just filmed for On the Trail of Hauntings at Mansfield. Snap. And the crew left. And then the my friends, uh, Travis and Eric and Courtney from Paranormal Unexplained, where we had the whole the hometown paranormal group stayed. And we were off like the crew left and the rest of the group came back uh travis and eric and courtney and they were telling me that there was something in the west attic and they looked concerned they're describing something that they said got down on all fours and like crawled toward them nope nope stop <laughs> right right immediately and i was like i don't i don't want any part of that um but they're like no it's something we've never seen before because we've been to a handful of places they're like it's just it's weird i don't know what it is and i was like all right so we went up and um it was just oh, there's more to the story okay because oh, yeah, already i'm at the point I... where i'm like you're out it's yeah. over yeah 
yeah so we get up there and in this west attic which is where they had held um they had held prisoners when the original ohio penitentiary burned down they had to transfer some of the hardened criminals to mansfield and they kept them in the west attic for a while until they could rehouse them so this is this room it's an interior room there are no windows or anything like that and the guy that we had interviewed um had told us like the main tour guide at mansfield for the paranormal had told us that you could see spook lights in there which that excited me because spook lights are cool yep so that's why they were in there looking anyway by themselves but that it was more than that like we sat down they pull me get me to the back end of the west attic we sit down we start just sitting there looking in the dark and um yeah there were a couple lights that popped up which was cool but then there was a figure which the best way that I can describe it, it's like a shadow figure. If you were to see, even if you've never seen a shadow figure, if I say shadow figure, I think most people would think like, like you can imagine what figure. it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a human shaped figure, but it's a shadow. Yep. Well, it right, was exactly. a human shaped figure, but it was light. And, mm. um, I've never okay. seen anything like that. It, it was and it was walking. It would pace back and forth. And when it would get close to the wall, or in the center of the room, there were these cross beams that came down. I don't know what the purpose of them were. I can't remember, but it would illuminate the stuff behind it. And then it would get closer. And then when it did get close, it did drop down on all fours and started to crawl. And I was not, I wasn't happy about that. I had a hold of Travis. I had a hold of his arm to the point that it went numb. Wow. And I'm like, I don't want to be in here. <laughs> uh, but it was weird. I mean, it didn't do anything you know like nobody was hurt or anything like that that's never really a concern of mine um right right or wrong i guess never a concern of mine with that but that was the time that the only time that i can recall where i was absolutely like actually scared scared yeah big no thanks for me but that's like (laughs) a crazy story yeah Mm -hmm. uh thank you for sharing that um yeah no problem i still don't know what it is that's wild it is wild Uh, i want to shout out uh friend alex petikoff in the audience you are both super uh, awesome well thank you good thanks, sir alex we miss right. you the woods miss you sir oh that's true he was just hanging out you know i got to hang out uh with alex and eli in iowa yeah. and it was awesome nice. yeah and i took him out to cool. van meter and it was a great time Sweet. i loved it uh <laughs> for people in the audience um we are going through some questions first, but if you have any questions for Heather, feel free to put those in the chat. And uh, if you put your question in the chat, I will uh, eventually get to that. Make sure you put like uh, bold letters or question and then the question so I can see it easy. Um, what's the origin story for Heather getting involved with STM? I've kind of always wondered this. I harassed Seth, no. Well, kind of. Maybe. So. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's how that works. So I heard about small town monsters whenever they put out Minerva monster, because Ah. I live in, well, I grew up in Carrollton, which is right next to Minerva, Ohio. They're like rivals, school rivals and all that. And, Mm. um, I had been watching finding Bigfoot and interested in Bigfoot. It was something that I've been um, aware of my entire life. And so when it came about in the you know local gossip that there's somebody was putting a movie about the Minerva monster, I started paying attention, watched the show, and then they had Minerva Monster Day. And I went there. Mm. I, um, I was listening to Sasswat, which was Seth and Mark's podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. Nazis. So good. Yeah. 
And um, I just kept an eye on what they were doing. I was interested in it because I like the idea of the people telling the story and, you know, not exactly. having some sort of agenda or whatnot and then preserve, mm -hmm. preserving the stories. But when he put out um, Mothman of Point Pleasant, okay. what caught my attention was there's a scene in the beginning. It's just a, it, it's on the screen. It's a book by James Gay Jones, which is like more, I think it's called More Appalachian Folktales. And you could tell that he had he'd pulled a story. It was about Chief Cornstalk from that book. And then he'd done research into the history of the, the lore. And at this point in time, I was finishing up my master's degree and was out of research mode because when I was writing my thesis, mm. that's all I did was just diving into books and research, research. And when okay. this came on, I was like, I like that. I miss that. I appreciate that you did that. Uh. And I messaged him on Facebook and said, I, you know, I love what you're doing. I appreciate that. Um, and we started talking and then I'm like, you know, if you need help with anything, I miss research so much. And, that's um, so cool. And uh, we just kept in contact, but then I started doing, um, I started looking into cursed objects. And that led me oh, to wow. the rocks at the Bell Witch Cave that people take and then oh, they mail back. Because yeah. I was particularly looking at letters that accompany cursed objects when they're returned to the place that yeah. they were taken from. And um, then there was a premiere, and I can't remember which one, at the Canton Palace Theater. And okay. um, the, after the show, he had said something about things that they were possibly doing in the future and Bell Witch got brought up. And I was like, hey, awesome. I've looked into that. This is it. <laughs> me. Let me <laughs> let me help you. Please let me help. Yeah. And he actually, he brought me on before Bell Witch. I was on for Momo first and then Mothman oh, Legacy yeah. and then Bell Witch. But yeah, that was it. So yeah, I guess I did harass him. It's kind of, so yeah, that's it. Just harass Seth. That's the answer to that. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like the lesson is if you want fun and cool things to happen, take initiative. That's uh, what I, I like hear. that. Right? I like that so much better than the way I've yeah. always felt like I just harassed the poor man. <laughs> no, I think it's 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 taking initiative. And um, I'm glad you did because you add a lot to the, uh, the production company. Definitely, oh, Heather. Thank you so much. Do you have a, a favorite memory of... Um, being involved with STM so far? Huh. I know you guys are like being crazy all day long. Like, yeah, it's, it's, we're it's like goofy a stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Our favorite memory? Man, that's tough. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what a favorite memory would be because I have fun every time that I'm around them. Okay. So, which is awesome. I can't, yeah. yeah, I can't. I mean, and it depends on who's who's there, like in the crew, as to what what happens and how sure. ridiculous things get. I mean, obviously, um, Aaron is oh my crazy, uh, hilarious. Aaron it's Aaron freaks me out. I'm like that boy is gonna <laughs> do something and just be like, yeah, he'll as do a stuff. dad. I'm and like, it freaks ah. me out. He He's freaks so funny, me though. out. Yeah, because yeah. he'll like he'll just walk backwards downstairs and stuff, and I'm like, stop. Like, I mean, we'll I don't just know do how something he does like that. It. But then, you know, we get hauntings episodes where Zach's harassing me about a bad boy ghost and, um, you know, you like a real bad boy ghost or whatever. And um, I don't know. And Seth and I are always poking fun at each other. It's just yep. maybe one of my one of my favorite memories 
now that I think about it, is probably when we were doing the Bell Witch interview, when they interviewed me for Mark of the Bell Witch. Okay. Seth set me up on the questions and because he knew that I'd been doing all this research for it. And he they had already come back from Adams and they talked to the town historian and he had found out something that very few people knew and is not written in the books. Like if you pick up a book on the Bell Witch, this is not in there. And so he asked me about uh, it was Drury Bell, like in all the books, they explained Drury Bell was too afraid of the witch coming after him so he never married well apparently and he didn't have kids or whatever apparently that's a lie uh but that's how it's written in the books so seth asks me this question and i just tell him what i heard or what i'd read in the books and both he and zach were like well no zach said it he's like wrong you guys are right here you're wrong <laughs> while they're in the middle of the interview and i was like what oh no Oh, that's and then terrible. Seth's like, yeah, Tim told me, Tim Henson, and he explains he's got this paper or like um, Tim had given him records. And I'm like, well, why didn't you share that with me? Like, why did you not tell me about this? And he's like, well, I needed somebody to say the one version. Up. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah. you needed to have that version. And then the other version, I'm like, you are such a punk. Yep. Um, but Bravo. yeah, no. Bravo. Yeah. So and. That's whenever, you know, you got to call people out on that. Both I yell at both and Zach for that one. Like, you guys, thanks. Good Love stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Quick side note, uh, people in the audience that are hanging out with us, um, if you uh, have any questions for Heather, uh, feel free to put those in the chat. I will be bringing those up in a few minutes, but um, I still got some stuff to go through, so. You know, hold on tight <laughs> audience. We're getting there. So, okay. I'm going to, so I watched the the video last week of the 2022 release schedule and it blew my mind. It was like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause it was like, I thought you guys were done and you just kept going and going and going. I was like, I'm yeah. counting 20 solid releases in a year. That's nuts. <laughs> but I'm super pumped cause I'm a Bigfoot guy and yeah. beyond the trail is like 10 different things. Eli and Alex are going to be like, they're going to be busting their the tails. whole year, which is yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. More power to them. But yeah. I kind of want to know because there's something that was glossed over extremely quick and oh. um, I'm very interested in it. So, mm -hmm. and if you can't talk about it, then just say, I can't talk about it. And okay. that's cool. Too. Right. That's can fine. you, can you say anything about like uh, what the lore, you know, is what's your podcast about? Oh yeah, I can tell you about can that. Can you talk about it? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be interviewing different people in the paranormal and um, cryptozoology communities um, and, and asking them about what they do, what they have written about, um, and then their take on folklore, their favorite bits of folklore and stuff. That's so awesome. It's going to be an interview show is what it's going to be. That's but, awesome. I love interviews. Yeah. Obviously, since I'm doing an interview podcast, <laughs> like yeah. that is very, I love the twist on folklore. That's going to be rock and roll. Uh, thanks. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> um, do you have, so do you still experience uh, residual things from the bell, witch scenario, or has that kind of calmed down? Hopefully. You mean like the dreams and stuff yeah. that were happening? Yeah. Now, I haven't dreamt of her 
in a Thank while. Um, yeah, I mean, she wasn't bothering me or anything. But no, okay. I haven't had a dream about her in a good while. Um, good. good. Yeah, she, so she must be happy with whatever we did. That's how I take that. <laughs> That's awesome. She's satisfied. Go, yeah, for now. Until for until now. Bell Witch 2, uh, Legend <laughs> of Curly's Gold comes out, then we're in trouble. <laughs> but um, I've got a question here for you from Mr. Jonathan Dodd. Okay. And he says, uh, what's your tackling a new research project? This is good because it kind of okay. takes a few of my questions out of the way as well. But uh, this is a good <laughs> one. Well, it depends on what it is. So like, um, if it's something I'm not familiar with, first thing I have to do is figure out what Seth's talking about. So for example, <laughs> for example yeah, huge. the very first project that he had me on Momo, he, he said, I need, you know, I need you to find uh, witnesses and stuff, Momo. And I was like, oh, sure. I didn't know what Momo was. I didn't know that story at all. Oh, so I had sure. to research about the Missouri monster. And at that time, I knew that he wasn't talking about the internet thing, but at that time there was this whole Momo thing online. It was huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I had to figure out, first of all, Momo, let's just go with Missouri monster and type that in, because if you type in Momo, you're going to be in a it's minefield of other stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so start with that. Start with the story. Figure out the story. <laughs> and then um, the time frame on it and... Obviously, I'll look for books if people have had books on it. Um, the, and then one of the first things I do, even before I get into the depths of the reading, is I'll go to the um, bibliography of the different texts and see who they've cited. And I think that part of that is because of um, when I was in graduate school, we focused a lot on trying to get to the primary sources as close to mm -hmm. the original sources as possible. And I still like to do that because the more we tell a story, the more we skew it kind of to our own view. So right. um, I try to go back to as close to the original source as possible. And sometimes that's newspaper articles or right. um, yeah. some, I mean, depending on what the situation is, sometimes it's going to ancestry and looking up birth certificates to see if this person even existed. Ooh, that's a good idea. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of a Google, <laughs> step one, Google and then see what comes up and go from there and sift through a bunch of websites see if they're verified you know like if they because so many websites just repeat other websites which really irritates me they don't cite their sources that's a huge pet peeve of mine and it's just copy and paste from whoever the original source was there's 50 oh, websites sure. that say the same yeah. thing so um i like to try to to do that but essentially i just that's that's it i google it and then I start digging to take it back as far okay. as I can. I'm going to tag on to that question. Are there any other uh, th resource things that um, people would want to, you know, get uh, good at using in order to do their own research besides, you know, obviously Google, but is there anything else that you have at your disposal that you use? Okay, well, first I want to say, and this is probably controversial, but if you go to Wikipedia, that's not a bad thing because. Okay, and, explain. And, <laughs> yeah, so Wikipedia isn't a horrible thing as long as you look at the footnotes because there should be footnotes in these articles. Okay, sure. Yep. Go to those footnotes and then go from there. The footnotes sometimes mm. are a great place to start. 
So, um, you know, you get a, whatever summary that somebody wrote up, but the footnotes are key. So anyway, Wikipedia is not horrible. Obviously, Google newspapers.com has been a savior for me. Um, access to oh, ancestry.com, sure. uh, especially if you're doing genealogy or you're trying even for the research that I've done for Seth, I've used ancestry.com, which you can get access to that a lot of times um, through your local library. So you don't have to pay whatever the ridiculous fee is a year for Ancestry. Um, uh, findagrave.com, I use that a lot. Findagrave.com, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's sweet. So it is exactly what it sounds like. You find okay. graves. It'll wow. show you the, you type in a name and a location and it'll, uh, you can either search cemeteries and everybody that's buried there. Oh, fun. Or, um, <laughs> great. Or, yeah. uh, you can type in the name and then a location and they'll try, you know, try to narrow it down. But you can also download the app. I have the app on my phone. So if you go to a cemetery and um, you have the app on your phone, you can bring up that cemetery and you can see where people have requested headstones that aren't currently oh. pictured or in the database. And then as you're walking through the cemetery, if you see them, you take a picture, you upload it and you've just helped that person put a piece That's awesome. of their family tree yeah. together. So that is really yeah. cool. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Mm -hmm. let's see uh here's a, here's an interesting one uh for missile 1572 on youtube sorry i do not know who you are but i'm this question is really cool heather uh, do you have an opinion or what's your opinion of ghost or monster and other continents uh like asian oh. mythology anything to say about that they're cool yeah and i am wild. not I, it does. And I'm not super well versed in anything and not even all of Europe, but outside of Europe is not really my thing. Um, okay. But some of the stuff in Asian mythology that I've seen uh, can get really gruesome, really gnarly. And it that's, can. It's yes, cool. totally. Yeah. Um, I like it. I just haven't taken time to uh, dive into it and find, you know, you put it, it can all go wild. in categories, but yeah, it's, it's neat. And it would be interesting someday to look at connections between, you know, cause I mean, everything gets influenced by other things just to trace and see what pieces That's we true. picked up from other cultures. So that someday is maybe. Do you have a, uh, a pro going back to SDM for a minute. Do you have a project? Um, mm, Sorry, really bad. I'll be totally honest with my audience right now. I have a bad memory, really bad. Um, did I ask you, do you, do you have a, a project coming up in 2022 from SEM that has you really excited? <laughs> I don't think I, that came up here. No, it didn't. Um, okay. Well, I'm really excited about getting the lore you know off the ground. Okay. Um, to getting to know different researchers and stuff. That's going to be awesome. But man, I... I'm excited about all of it. I I just geek out about all this stuff. It's so crazy. I, it's really hard to crazy. narrow it down. I'm I'm really excited about Jersey Devil. Um, oh yeah, like I'm like how is that going to work? I'm really curious about that one. It's going to be fantastic. Is how oh it's yeah, totally flawlessly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Jason is doing the bulk of the writing, like as of right now, pretty much all the writing. Okay. He's done an excellent job so far on the script. Um, like 
every time I see a new piece that Jason has written, I get more excited about what this is going to be. Wow. I can't go, I don't think I can go into too much detail about how we're going to approach it, but it's going to be completely different than other stuff that we've done. Um, Rocking. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm totally pumped about how this is going to turn out. That's awesome. Yeah. Jason's a great writer and uh, man. Yeah. That's what I'm probably most excited about as far as the projects. But then the other, I mean, I don't know. Everything else is super exciting too. Just, I don't know. It's all going to be awesome. (laughs) I'm biased, but yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) Uh, Tate, I didn't forget to ask your question. I chose not to ask it. So boom, roasted. Um, just just kidding. I'm just kidding. Tate, stop, (laughs) stop getting crazy on me. Okay. Here's Tate's question. I appreciate Tate Hieronymus. Does Heather know who Tate Hieronymus is? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I know the name. Here's what I know. I know the name because that goes around a lot. Mm-hmm. It does. No, that's it. I no, it does. It, it, it in a good way. It really does. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't mean in a bad yeah. way. If it was a bad way, I wouldn't have admitted that I knew the name. That's true. That's true. Um, um, but yes, I know your name. I don't know you yet, though. So let's change that. You are validated, Tate. Yeah. Get involved with small town monsters. I don't know. <laughs> hang out. Just hang out, dude. Get out of Florida. Well, wait. You did get out of Florida. You went to California. Um, let's get into a few Bigfoot things. Okay. What, um, if you had to explain to someone, someone's like, Hey, what's Bigfoot? What is your viewpoint of that? Oh man. Yeah. It's a tricky uh, one. Um, so I would say that if you were just trying to explain it to somebody, I would say, well, it's, uh, probably people would say that it's an, an undiscovered primate in the woods of North America, a large primate, like yeah, seven to nine feet tall, massive, um, huge. That's very elusive, and that would be exactly how I would explain it to someone. Um, I don't know my personal opinion on it because I've not seen one. So, um, well, uh, so hold on now. <laughs> I haven't seen one either, but I have a personal opinion on it. So, see, I mean, I the, the problem is that. I, I haven't seen one, but I've also heard reports that contradict each other as far as whether it's a physical creature or a paranormal creature. Oh, and so have I. The reports yeah. that I've heard are from people that I trust and respect and would not think that they're just making stuff up. And so, therefore, I feel like if I were to just go hardcore one way, then that's contradicting someone that I care about who had a paranormal experience. And so I would rather just not, until I yeah. have my own experience, not come up with a definitive thing. Okay. I can get that. <laughs> I can get that. But it's also like if we are able to be, and this is me talking, I'm talking to myself right now. If mm-hmm. we're able to be adults, I think that we can talk with people that view things differently then yeah. I might view them and we can be okay with that. Now, of course, yeah. this real life, that's not going to happen all the time. I get it, but you yeah. Know, yeah, I get what you're saying. What yeah. it seems like if I were to have to guess that it would be a physical creature that has abilities that we don't understand yet. That would be where mm. I would, if I were to do like actually sure. have a definitive thing, but I can also see the idea that it's some other type of creature that we don't understand at all 
yeah. that isn't necessarily physical. So I don't, I haven't, I haven't made up my mind. No problem. I guess. No problem. Do you have a, um, um, going from your, your knowledge about, uh, Bigfoot, do you have a, a favorite, uh, piece of evidence or anything that no. stands out? Okay. Um, <laughs> no sweat. Uh, Alex is sniping one of my questions and he's saying, Hey, Heather, do you have a favorite Bigfoot story you've come across or been told about? Um, favorite Bigfoot story. I, I don't know. I've, I've heard story. What? Okay. So I find it interesting when there's stories that involve Bigfoot and other creatures. So mm. for example, um, in the, like the Minerva monster case that there are big cats that accompany Bigfoot. I find that interesting. Um, I don't know that, that one's intriguing to me, but I also am interested in the stories where Bigfoot just kind of, he's there, but then he just disappears into like mist or something totally, that yeah, I find weird, right? really intriguing. It is that's weird. Yeah. But I can't think of a very, like a specific story necessarily that I'm like, oh yeah, I love it. I mean, there's, um, Nobby down in North Carolina that there was a story that when he would come around, they'd feed him like moon pies and stuff. Cause he liked that. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Sweets. I haven't heard that one. So that one's entertaining to me. <laughs> His name is Nobby. Yeah. Uh, cause, okay. um, I think it was called Knob Hill. It was like the mountain or something. It's in Cleveland oh, yeah, County, sure. yeah, North yeah, yeah. Carolina. Okay. So, and they called him Nobby. And he loves moon he, pies. I love it. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently that's how the legend goes. <laughs> um uh, to kind of make that question a little bit more broad um any other uh cryptid stories that you enjoy besides bigfoot or if not yeah then, no i mean i like I, i'm interested in all the cryptid stories i guess i'm i'm not as big into ufo stuff as is which i don't count that as cryptids anyway but it seems to be no, lumped into I, stuff no. a lot of times um but uh <laughs> i i am most unnerved by i guess if this would count as a favorite somehow i am most unnerved by dogmen stuff so like the ruguru i i love okay. researching all of that but i would never want to run across a dogman of any sort that would no why so that would scare me they i well one i don't like big dogs they scare me okay <laughs> anyway yeah. just These are big huge dogs. dogs yeah so then to see one that's on two legs that's massive i would probably have a heart attack so those and then uh goatmen like the popolith monster yeah or something. no thanks if i were to see no something thanks. like that that would be bad so um i don't know if those count as my favorites but they're the ones that have my attention wendigos are interesting also um, bad news yeah they are bad news, but for some reason, those ones don't scare me as much as really <laughs> dog man. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy because you look at an illustration of them, and windigos are horrifying. They There's are your like thing, that are, like wow, yeah, but maybe it's because of the way sometimes in some of the dreams that I had about the bell witch, she had a head similar to that in the dreams, and I was never oh, yeah, scared sure. of her. Okay, so that that's might be part of it, spin. I guess. 
Okay. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense because, uh, dreams, (laughs) because in the, the bell, Witch movie, you, you, uh, they made it, uh, didn't they, they make the witch look like what you were seeing in your dream? Yes. Yeah. Which is, that's intense. That's very intense. Yeah. Got some, a few more questions that are coming in. Um, I'm going to acknowledge this one. It's, I think it's already been answered, though. Uh, Heather, I hear you're pretty cool. Well, yeah, she is. Do you believe in flesh and blood, Bigfoot, or interdimensional? I think you already went over that. Yeah, that's uh, Mothman right 46. Before. Oh, yeah, Mothman 46. Of course, yeah. Forgot to, sh- awesome. to shout out the coolest dude ever. Heck, yeah. Heck, yes. Um, Jonathan has got another one. What's your number one bucket list research project? Oh man, I don't bucket list research project, weird or other. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know let's honestly. Say, That's let's a say huge Seth question. is like Heather. Here's a blank check. You can you can make your own project and we'll go. You can research it. We'll go anywhere and money's no oh, object. Oh my word! You know oh, what I mean? Goodness gracious! Yeah. Yikes. Uh, I I have no idea. There's too many things. I it'd be probably somewhere over in Europe. I'd, okay. I always want to go back to Norway, so maybe I'd tie something into Norwegian mythology somehow, but I don't know. It would be really cool to go to some places that have the older castles or go to Ireland or Scotland or oh, something yeah, like that for and sure. get for into sure. Any of that. I'm always about ghost stories, so it'd probably be something mm-hmm. to do with ghosts at that point. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. over to uh, Ireland two times, and it's just mm-hmm. like it's crazy. Like you can just walk into these old abbeys, and like yeah. there's no fences up. It's just like whatever, mm-hmm. and it's very cool, very laid back, and like the you know the stories are everywhere for sure. Uh, yeah. Follow that up with uh, Mothman saying Aaron G would curb stomp a dog man. <laughs> I mean, you can do anything once, kids, but once you, I mean, I'm not going to sure, I'm not sure he's coming back from it, but you can do anything. Aaron once. would do it. He'd try it. Yeah, he, he would definitely do it. Um, here's a fun one from my friend uh, Greg from all dot the dot weird. Heather, do you believe in ghosts? Um, but also communication stuff like that. Yeah. Living can communicate yep. with them. Sure do. Okay. Absolutely. I know we already talked about uh, uh, your thoughts on ghosts and ghost hunting mm-hmm. earlier, but um, yeah. is that something where it's like you're trying to do like EVP sessions or communication yeah. and stuff like that? Okay. Yeah. So, well, we, I mean, I've done the EVP stuff. The problem is, is I hate to go back and listen to audio for hours however long we've had it recorded and because you're just yeah no i'm not a huge fan of going back through the evidence doing it's fine just asking questions or whatever somebody else wants to go through it that's great but i like to do um the estes method the estes method where you get like a spirit box or the phasma box and somebody has headphones on and their eyes close and um they're listening to the radio stations go through and they're repeating words that they hear that are clear or phrases that are clear while the rest of the group is not directly next to them and they're asking questions. And then when the answers come through that you're repeating that answer those questions, that's cool. I like to do that mm. kind of stuff. Um, that, yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot's more my thing, but uh, it, it's crazy stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, good question, Craig. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask this. Uh, do you, let's say I usually ask this about cryptozoology, but like people that are trying to get into um, folklore, do you have like yeah. any books that you can recommend for people to check out? Well, if there's Appalachian folklore, that's okay. more my wheelhouse than uh, other places. Yeah, sure. But sure. Um, so if you go there, you have uh, Ruth Ann Music is huge. Uh, she wrote down a ton of stuff, and there's multiple books that she wrote. Um, the James Gay Jones uh, stuff that was referenced in Mothman of Point Pleasant. I have three of his books. Um, there are actually what I've been trying to do as far as the Appalachian stuff is there's a group on Facebook that I help run called Appalachian Cryptids and Folklore. And I try oh, nice. my best every Tuesday. I try, I don't always succeed, but every Tuesday I try to put a book out that uh, like a picture of a book in a summary and the page numbers um, and all of that. And like, like just a little brief snippet from the book in it's Appalachian folklore and usually with nice. a scripted twist on it or whatever. So any of those books that I've put out there, um, Perfect. I appreciate it. Fox, Foxfire is huge for folklore, of course, Yeah. Um, right. in this region. But I, what I would do is I would, if I were looking into folklore of a region that I'm not familiar with, I would go to whether it be Google or Amazon and type in folklore uh, of that region or go to um, jstore.org which is an academic journal website, type that in and see what comes up in the query. And a lot of times you'll see authors that have a significant footprint on that particular genre okay. uh, repeated. Their names will show up multiple times and then start there and then go That's to the really bibliography. Yeah. Do that. That's true. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm going to shout out a few people that just showed up. We got Strangeology. Hey, friends, I've arrived. Good to see you, both. Hey! Strangeology, uh, wait. Uh oh. I have your shirt. Hey, hey Mothman shirt, shirt right now. A Mothman shirt. Am I? Wait a minute. This is going to be awkward. Nope, I'm not. Sorry, bud. <laughs> uh, six out of seven days of the week, I'm wearing a Strangeology shirt because I have so many. To the point that my kid says, Dada, do you have any other shirts besides cryptid shirts? I'm like, no, they're all, they're all amazing Strangeology <laughs> shirts. You know this. <laughs> You know this. You've asked me too many times. Um, <laughs> Tactical Bigfoot uh, Research. My friend Mike says, hey, guys, sorry I'm late. Well, better late than never, dude. I'm glad to see you. Uh, I'm going to give about a uh, – if you've got any other questions, um, definitely get them in right now. Uh, maybe we have about 10, uh, 15 minutes. But I want to make sure that all the questions get in, especially from the people that uh, just came into – the group or, or the live stream rather. Um, do you have any advice to people that are just getting into like crypto cryptozoology, the weird folklore, stuff like that? Read as much as you can. Read. Um, okay. Yeah. Read the, the blogs, listen to podcasts. Um, yeah. That's, that's where I started reading and listening. Um, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And then go yeah, to cool things cool. like Cryptid Bash, where you get to meet these people. Cryptid you know? Bash. Or Mothman. 
Mm. Mothman Festival, if it happens again, you know, go there, meet all of these awesome people because we have a really nice community. Um, it, yeah, so you're absolutely right. And people I talk to are like, the community, like, I guess right now the community is really nice. And yeah. like, I want to say that the people that are in the live stream and us are doing like trying to make it a healthy place. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there are some places you can go. It is not a healthy place. And I do mm -hmm. not like that, but yeah. Um, also Van Meter visitor festival is coming up in two weeks and there I will be go. there. Uh, have a table. We'll be doing live interviews and uh, pick up a shirt. So if you're listening to this, um, I hope to see you at the Van Meter Visitor Festival. You can uh, uh, meet the me with the podcast. Uh, you can see the Hodag truck from Wisconsin um, and all sorts of cool, cool speakers like David Weatherly, um, Ken Gearhart, and uh, Nash Hoover, and more. Be good, good, nice. good time. Um, but that's my shout out for the Van Meter. Oh, and uh, actually, same day. Whitehall Bigfoot Fest coming up as well. It's the same day, oh. September 25th. Awesome folks and speakers. Um, yeah, Mothman46 has my Alex secret is, is out of there. the bag. Yeah, Alex is going to be there. My secret is out of the bag. Uh, Jeremiah is working on a Gonzo Cornfoot documentary. Yep. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I tried to keep that hidden, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, before, before we wrap things up, um, because we are getting to the point where we're getting silly, uh, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> what are ways that people can keep up to date with, uh, with what you're doing? Um, well on Instagram, I'm at pagan historian. So you can follow okay. me on Instagram. Um, just follow small town monsters, uh, follow, you know, their webpage or go to YouTube and, follow us on YouTube, become a channel member. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's worth it. Um, and you can see me on there. Uh, you can email me if you've got stories or something or nice. any type of information that you should share. Um, email me at heather at smalltownmonsters.com. Oh, cool. um, I'm on Facebook. I've, just my name. You'll see oh, me I can't believe we, other people. we forgot to mention. <laughs> Mothman 46, Paranormal Unexplained. Watch Paranormal yeah. Unexplained. Heather's in it. So yeah. good. Yeah. Every Wednesday, you can watch an episode of Paranormal Unexplained and see so what good. goofiness ensues with that. I'm going <laughs> to say, um, seriously, the Small Town Monsters uh, squad. So here's here's so I'm a squad member because it's rocking. Awesome. It's the same reason that I am a member of Disney Plus because I really like the Star Wars content that mm -hmm. Disney Plus made and I want them to make more of it. I really like the Bigfoot content that Small Town Monsters makes and Alex and Eli and I want to say here's my money make more of this and yeah. all the other stuff you're doing too. So it's like Thank you. 5 6 bucks a month. Come on people, like let's let's get yeah. it popping, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah, 2022 yeah. is going to rock, dude. So, uh, Heather, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out and uh, answering our crazy questions. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much for everything you do with Small Town Monsters and just being a awesome uh, human being. So, Aw, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
You got it. And uh, hopefully, uh, I'll get to I'll get to meet you and all the small town monster crew yeah. besides Alex and Eli someday. But um, oh, yeah. and we'll we'll end with this from Mothman Forty Six. Aaron is busy uh, <laughs> in the front, already in the back. I mean, yes. I really need to have Aaron on this podcast. <laughs> so if you could be like, hey, right. Aaron, go on, you know, Bigfoot Society. It's so cute. Okay. But I'm going to try again. But, you know. Okay. I'll we'll see, see if I can convince him. It'll be awesome. <laughs> he's he's All right. uh, entertaining, to say the least. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Well, uh, listeners in the audience, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Heather, thank you. And we're going to go ahead and end things out. And uh, make sure that you're back here next week. I will have Mr. Doug Hycheck from Monster Quest. And we'll be talking about all sorts of stuff because that guy has done everything. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. So have a good one, guys. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society hey cool pals uh <clears throat> your uh weekly reminder that the van meter visitor festival is now only eh, about two weekends away which is pretty crazy hopefully i'll see you there if you can make it if not we'll see you next year but uh definitely if you're there swing by the booth say hi uh, catch a live interview. Hopefully get a few of those and uh, maybe pick up a shirt, pick up some stickers, at least say hi. I'd love to meet some listeners. Again, mark your calendars, 925, the Van Meter Visitor Festival in beautiful downtown Van Meter, Iowa. Hope to see you there. Thanks again for taking your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, next Saturday will be a new episode. And also, if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest, just remember, subscribe to the Bigfoot Society YouTube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. Thanks again, all, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.